the government is welcoming proposed recommendations to the Three Waters legislation. Uh, A a cross-party committee has been wading for the last five months through 88,000 submissions, and they have now reported back. So what, if anything, will be changed? I'm joined now by local government minister, Nanaya Mahuta. Hello, Nanaya. Kia ora. So what changes are you going to make? Uh, the bill, the uh, report's only just been released, uh, but it looks like they've made uh, a number of useful recommendations to ensure local voice, uh, to make sure that we're uh, keeping in mind that uh, this is about an affordable way of investing in infrastructure, uh, looking at um, improving the workability of the governance um, aspects. So, yeah, I'm going to consider range of recommendations that they've made. Okay, so the changes uh, the, the changes they've recommended, you won't guarantee they're going to happen, but they've certainly made those recommendations, as I understand it. Uh, the big thing is about making sure that rural and provincial voices are heard and not swamped out by larger urban centres. So you're changing the boards, or they, they, they've recommended changing the boards. How? Yeah, they've made an, uh, recommendations in the rural uh, space to make it very clear that you need provincial, rural and metro representation on the regional representative groups. We're going to have a look at that, and it seems to me to be altogether useful to make it very clear uh, that big voices won't swamp out little voices. Mm. Uh, That said, some of the caps on those boards will have to grow, and that sort of waters down the co-governance, doesn't it? Well, that's what councils want. Um, There are other ways to achieve that. For example, uh, the establishment of regional advisory groups uh, make it very clear that it's a potential opportunity for councils across that whole entity to have representation in their own local community. So we're going to work through the detail of the recommendations. The main thing is to ensure uh, that those uh, key areas of concern that were reflected through the submission process have now had recommendations to be able to ensure that we can respond to it. And I'm, I welcome the, uh, the report from the Select Committee. Uh, there's obviously a strong opposition to co-governance. Uh, were there any recommendations in changing that? Uh, I'm working my way through. It doesn't seem like it. In fact, that joint decision-making is something that's already been experienced uh, at council level and, and around the decision-making table. And we need to put in, uh, this into context. This isn't about one group having more say over another group. This is about working together to ensure that the community's interests are best served. Regarding co-governance, I I know a number of people over the last couple of weeks have caught it a sideshow that's actually detracted from the main issue, which was how to find $150 billion to fix and maintain our water. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think people have lost sight of what the key driver of these... uh, proposed changes are, and it's basically that we have got an unsustainable way of funding infrastructure, and there's been decades of deferred investment. We also recognise that there's a cost of living challenge that families are facing today, right now, so we need to find a way through this. Uh, Would you you agree, Minister, These reforms provide an opportunity Mm. to fund infrastructure, make it more affordable for ratepayers, ensure healthy drinking water, better environmental outcomes and upholding treaty obligations. Would you agree, though, Minister, that in fact your education process regarding a reform that is needed for the water district, it it falls on on your head, on your department's heads, because the Three Waters campaign right from the beginning never made that clear which allow co-governance to we, then dominate the the, the, uh, the argument. Well, actually, actually, a number of uh, uh, local government leaders who know the very who know all the detail around this 
uh, made this an issue. Mm. Uh, and really, this is about joint decision making around the council table. It's not about one group having more of a say over another. It's about identifying what is in the best interest of the whole community when it comes to healthy drinking water, better environmental outcomes, a sustainable way of funding infrastructure and more affordable for our ratepayers. Mm. That's at the core of these changes. Which is because, because I see the, the, mayors, the, the, the mayors that came back to you, um, um, Wayne Brown and uh, others, um, Mr Major, uh, came back to you asking for central government funding, but you don't have any money for that sort of funding, do you? Well, the reforms put in place a way to ensure that we can take this challenge off the council's balance sheet, off the government's balance sheet, yeah. and leverage up through scale and aggregation an opportunity to fund infrastructure, uh, water's infrastructure, now going forward into the future, and in a way that will make it more affordable for ratepayers. Mm. And that is the well, proposal that is in front of us. I understand that, but that is borrowing Peter's debt to pay Paul. Well, actually, it's ensuring that we are able to better fund infrastructure because councils, 67 councils have been running this the last number of years and deferring investment into critical infrastructure that underpins uh, housing, that underpins growth, uh, and we've seen the, the effects of pipes bursting. We've seen the effects of sewage going out into our lakes, streams and oceans where people have got a no-swim notice, and we've seen the impacts of many communities having bored drinking water notices. So we can't have that continue. So, That's why it's so critical to ensure that we progress reforms that are looking for solutions, not more problems. No one argues that re reform isn't necessary. It's just the, the manner of that reform. But here's the thing. Are you going to make it? Uh, when's the second hearing? When's the third uh, select committee? When, when are we going to get a law? Are we going to get it through before the election? Well, this, uh, I am confident that we can progress changes that seek a solution. Everybody else is talking about more problems, and these problems have been around 20 years. And so I'm probably the only minister that's been brave enough to take forward a really difficult issue and come up with a solution, not more problems. And this solution ensures that it is not going to be a burden on ratepayers who are facing a cost-of-living challenge right now. Local Government Minister Nanaya Mahutara, thank you for your time. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. <sighs> and when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems. Or a but. I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.